Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. In our current topsy-turvy world, evil seems good and good seems evil. People are distracted, pulled away and persuaded to follow the schemes of the enemy. Pastor J.D. implores you to hold on to the truth and the light of the Bible. There's only one hope, Jesus Christ. He's returning soon and very soon. Don't be left behind. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 18, 2020. Okay, Sandy Hook, Clinton's Jeffrey Epstein death, FEMA, concentration camps. Uh, you know what's happening in Canada? I had, we have numerous, uh, countless really, online members, by the way, in Canada. And they're all sending me these links to these videos that they're actually building concentration camps in Canada. Yeah. Barack Obama, deep state. COVID-19 pandemic. Vaccination. MK Ultra. Have you heard about this one? Flat Earth. And then last but certainly not least, rigged selection processes. That's just an abbreviated list. Conspiracy theories. Now, what if I told you that the majority of the conspiracy theories on this abbreviated Wikipedia list were actually facts? It's not my intention to point out which ones are facts. It is my intention to point out why there are false theories mixed in with the facts. And this takes us to the other extreme. On the one extreme, you just dismiss it out of hand. That's just too fantastic. That's just too, that's just way too unbelievable. Now, cognitive dissonance, get out of here, dismissed. Here's the other extreme. Oh, they are? Yeah. Well, wait a minute, you say most? Yeah. Not all? No. Why are there false theories mixed in with the facts? The false is mixed in with the truth to, in effect, discredit by association that which is fact. By way of an example, 
If the JFK assassination was a true conspiracy that was covered up, what else is being covered up? Further, if the official narrative was a lie, then everything must be a lie. And if everything is a lie, then I don't know what to believe anymore. And if I don't know what to believe anymore, then I need to question everything. And if I'm going to question everything that I believe to be true, then that means I need to, to question the aforementioned Bible and Jesus. Maybe that's not true either. You see where I'm going with this? This is textbook. This is what Satan does. He mixes truth with a lie, which as the father of lies and author of confusion leads to the questioning of everything, namely God, as he did with Eve in the garden. It's an old lie. It's been repackaged. It's got new wrapping paper on it. Same old lie. Let me read Genesis 3 verses 1 through 5. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said? Hath God said? You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Question mark. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. That's not true. God never said anything about touching it. Satan has already confused her. Hath God said, wait a minute, wait. He said, thou shalt not eat of the tree of the knowledge of knowledge, hang on to that, of good and evil, lest in the day that you eat you shall surely die. Wait, he didn't say anything about it. touch it. You see what Satan did there? He's cunning. Then the serpent said to the woman, she will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Translated, it's a cover-up. It's a cosmic conspiracy. God's holding out on you. He does not want you to know the truth. He knows that if you knew this and partook of this, that you will be like him, and he doesn't want that to happen. So he's, he's covering it up. This is the official narrative. Thou shalt not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Oh, so you're going to believe the official narrative? It's a conspiracy. It's a cover-up. It's a lie. This, basically, you, you understand that that's what the serpent did is he convinced Eve that God was lying. 
and covering it up. Because God did not want Adam and Eve to be like Him, God's. That's the lie. Again, stay with me, please. I would suggest that the lie of a divine cover-up is alive and well today in the form of what's known as Gnosticism. That's kind of a big word, right? I have the link to encyclopedia.com for those that are interested, I mean, in in going in depth into this. I'm going to give you Gnosticism for dummies, of which I am chief, okay? And again, if I can get this, you can get this, all right? This is what Gnosticism is. Listen to this. It's a satanic teaching that creation was a cover-up and conspiracy created by a lesser divinity, and that Christ was an emissary who redeemed himself so others could redeem themselves. People in the world have to be freed and liberated from the world of matter, or matrix if you prefer which was created by an evil architect and master and creator. An aeon named Sophia created this evil divine being apart from her male consort and hid him outside the divine realm. Sophia names him Yeldabaoth, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, or better known as Yahweh, Yahweh. And he was the God of the Old Testament who uses his power to create the evil world. Yahweh, in his ignorance, foolishly declares, I am God and there is no other God besides me. Isaiah 45, 5 and 6. He then decides to make human beings in his image. Adam is created with the divinity of Sophia, making him a god. He casts human beings into the evil realm of matter, and the only way they can return is to know, gnosis, knowledge, the secret mystery, mysteries. So, Sophia sends the serpent to reveal to Adam that he is God, and that the evil creator architect Yahweh is keeping him enslaved in the matrix. When he has this great awakening, He then becomes his own savior and his own God, and he has to free himself as his own savior from this matrix in which he's been enslaved. That's Gnosticism for dummies. Okay, I'm not calling you a dummy, I'm calling myself a dummy. For those who are interested, We covered this on August 30th in the update on programming, 
and how movies and television are predictive and laced with narcissism. Two movies come to mind, one by that name, The Matrix, with Keanu Reeves. The Truman Show, right? Yeah, The Truman Show. What's the actor's name? Jim Carrey. Oh, he was in another movie called The Mask. That's what that was all about. That's Gnosticism on the big screen. God is evil. He's the evil architect. He created the enslaving matrix. Also back on July 19th, we looked at the QAnon movement and how the New Age and Gnosticism is woven throughout the fabric of what they dub the Great Awakening, which is actually a great deception. Many of the Q posts that we covered in that update, the Q drops, which for those of you who are familiar, that's what they call them. It's anonymous, it's a mystery, it's a secret, you have to decode it. Very interesting. And one of them is and it states, quote, you are the saviors of mankind. That's Gnosticism. It's New Age Gnosticism. And, and quit being sheeple. You're enslaved. You need to free yourself from the matrix. It's Gnosticism. The common theme with all of the above is that God is evil and dark. And Satan is good and light. By the way, you know, Lucifer means light bearer. You knew that, right? Jesus, he was just one Savior. We're all our own gods and the saviors of mankind. Truly, we are living in the last days when evil is good, and good is evil. Isaiah 5 verse 20, Woe to those who call evil good, and good evil, who put darkness for light, and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. I suppose We shouldn't be surprised that we live in an upside-down world, given that God has told us in His Word that this is what the world will look like at the time of the end. This brings me back full circle to COVID-19. Back in March, it was March 29th, I made the statement that COVID-19 is how it ends. You could hear the collective gasp, (gasps) except there was no people in the church because the doors were closed, never to be closed again, by the way. What I meant by that is that this is how it ends. For the saved, it ends in the rapture, And for the lost, it ends with the seven-year tribulation. But this is how it ends. Here we are towards the end of October, and I am even more convinced than ever before that this is not a conspiracy theory. I want to share with you one more thing 
that on its face, I mean, can be dismissed totally as a conspiracy theory. Back in 2013, this is insane, a rapper by the name of Dr. Creep, I've never heard of him and I'm glad I've never heard of him. He wrote a song called Pandemic, and it was on the album titled, I Am The Storm, which sounds an awful lot like Q, the calm before the storm. The lyrics to this song, 2013, are about a global pandemic that shuts down economies and gives rise to riots. 2013. The song details exactly what is happening today. And it was written seven years ago. What's chilling is that the lyrics have this pandemic taking place in the year 2020. And I told you this is crazy. Not only does it say that there's going to be a pandemic in 2020, it even specifies it as a coronavirus in 2013. Coronavirus. I'm just going to read you some of the lyrics. The virus is harvesting, what do you mean, H7N3, begin life in a lab in the first war of vaccines. I'll try not to wrap it. <laughs> Somebody going, thank you, please don't. <laughs> okay, sorry. Where was I? I was... <laughs> doesn't take much for me to get distracted here, so... Okay, so million die in the first week in the pandemic dreams. Reality, black death, smallpox, mutated disease. Flu shot propaganda for all population and troops. Avoid the plague. It might have seeped into the room. It's now airborne with firestorm. Fires? Yeah. Signal our doom couldn't be eradicated like smallpox in action, avian influenza in the jet stream, chemtrails, is how it happens. 2020 combined with coronavirus bodies stacking, close quote. Come on. 2013, no way, way. How could he know this? I mean, come on. Do you know that he was asked? What's up with your song, Pandemic? You predicted the coronavirus in 2020 and it happened. Are you a prophet? You want to hear his answer? Let me quote. This was his answer. I'm quoting. I did research back in 2012. Oh, you did? Yeah and read the so-called conspiracy theories. You know, those investigations the media doesn't want us to look into. This is not a Christian, by the way. <laughs> the media, Mockingbird, 
the official narrative, those conspiracy theories. Well, I actually looked into them. I I know you're not supposed to, because if you do, then you better be wearing a tinfoil hat. But I did it. Quoting, according to those conspiracy theories, this is 2013, pandemics were bound to happen in the decade of 2020 to 2030. So I wrote the song Pandemic about it. Hmm. Here's the bottom line. COVID-19 and the vaccine are a conspiracy fact. And as such, the final nail in the coffin of this fallen world. While we don't know how much more time we have, what we do know is we are ever so close to the rapture of the church of Jesus Christ. For those who have not come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, this is the truth, you will be left behind and you will enter into the seven-year tribulation. Now, I'm asked this often, so let's just say that I'm left behind, I enter the seven-year tribulation, will I still have a chance to accept Christ? Oh yes, you will. But I have a question for you. If you're not going to live for Jesus Christ before the tribulation, what makes you think that you're going to die for Jesus Christ in the tribulation? Because that's what's going to happen. If you refuse the mark of the beast, which will damn you for all eternity, and I am convinced now than I ever have been before, that at some point that vaccine is going to become the mark of the beast. I mean, think about it. You cannot, oh, by the way, this gives me an opportunity to... So last week I was talking about uh, the occult rituals, initiation rituals with mask wearing and washing of hands and six feet social distancing. Man. Uh, I've been called every name in the book. I mean, conspiracy theory, theorist is nice to be called that. I, just, I wear it as a badge of honor, especially after today. But I've been called everything from hypocrite to, you know, whatever. And what I want you to know is, in Hawaii, it may not be like that where you're at on the mainland or elsewhere in the world, but in Hawaii, if you want to share Jesus with somebody in a store, you have to wear a mask you cannot get in the store. And if you try to get in, it's going to be a scene. And then when, you know, the security kicks you out of the store because you're not willing to wear a mask, well then, next time you go in with a mask, how are you going to share Christ with somebody who's wearing a mask? So, (laughs) I mean, if you got a better idea, I am, and the Lord knows my heart, I am open to suggestions But if I want to go into the store, I have to wear a mask. I cannot buy or sell without an M-A-S-K. Jesus is returning. This fact is one we can get excited about, despite any circumstances we find ourselves in. 
Jesus will return one day to rid this earth of every evil thing that's destroying it. He'll once and for all take down the enemy and establish his kingdom in our midst. How soon will this amazing event occur? The Bible tells us that no one knows the exact date, but it does give us clues about events that will take place as it nears. This is why Pastor J.D. has created these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The Mideast Bible Prophecy Update is a focused look at current events through the lens of prophecy. The Bible has given us clear indicators of what's to come, and we can see many of these events happening all around the world today. Join us each week for an in-depth look at what the Bible has to say about current events on these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The latest updates are available on the In Spirit and Truth YouTube channel, and you'll find a link to our page by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You can also access these teachings through our mobile app for Apple and Android devices. Just search for In Spirit and Truth in your app store, or follow the links provided at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. With this app, you can take the Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates with you wherever you go, as well as give you access to many other teachings Pastor J.D. has shared from the pages of Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you'll join us again right here on In Spirit and Truth.